1: from our Motability team.
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is open
1: now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. go!
3: We've been spoiled over the Christmas and New Year period with games every other day or so it seemed, but it's been a few days since Derby Monday, but we're looking forward to a sensational Saturday and a super Sunday. Yet the games are coming up thick and fast. They certainly did over that period. Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, is with us tonight. So too off the bench is Andy Walker. Andy, I would say it was the uh, you know public demand, but... Uh, I need to make an impact just to yeah. justify myself, I think. Yeah. Craig Moore was supposed to be in but Craig's just back from Australia so are we okay? Do you get a fine if you don't if you don't make it for the show or what do you think? That, that's yeah. your call and Indeed. I would back it. i will be up to James executive producer Now Craig Moore will be back soon I know I said last night he would be in. Andy thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure. And for you Stephen it seems a while since you played your game went off of course on Monday uh, the game against Dunfermline. How do you feel about that? And you're looking forward to this weekend Montrose?
4: Yeah it was disappointing obviously we'd heard there was a big crowd uh, throughout Dunfermline and obviously a derby and it was really important for us to try and narrow the gap so it was a blow when it, when the, the text came through that was golf but I think there was a bit of a problem with undersoil heating so I had a rough idea when you started old to one. hear that noise was that
5: the old undersoil heating <laughs> <Yeah>. problem eh?
4: <laughs> we heard in the news
3: there they're talking about William and Harry and that brothers may or may not have been Harold fighting and Willie yeah. if you don't mind <laughs> but you know uh, Andy you've got how many brothers did you ever I'm have get a, a scuffle I mean, the, the idea household? of not having
5: a scuffle with your yeah. brother it's, I, yeah. I, I, I can remember as far back as uh, you know, five, six, having scuffled with brothers, it's, uh, it's pretty much the norm in our house.
4: Yeah. Uh, for you, Stephen, I guess uh, playing football with brothers and all the rest of it. Well, there's six years between me and John, so yep. we didn't really nothing too kind of violent but once uh, ones with Paul, Paul was two years but it was quite, got quite <laughs> vicious at times I actually got to the point where no matter how bad they got <laughs> I would always come out on top because I'm older <laughs> a couple of years and then I think it was about I don't know yeah. if I was about 16 or 14 17, 15 uh, vice versa I can't remember yeah. what it was I actually Paul caught me a belter right, and I thought <laughs> oh, I'm not sure I can get the better anymore. I don't uh-huh. think I don't think fought since that day I made that <laughs> de- decision right me, me and I's fighting yeah. days are over there comes a point, doesn't it, in every family? Anyway, to the football, the countdown on to
3: the weekend. We're just looking for a headline there about you and John McGinn. But I, I know when there's six years between you, then he's, he's just your wee brother. Whereas Paul, only a couple of years. Yep, got it in my family as well with three big brothers. So you don't get this ugly without taking a few knocks over the years. What are you feeling? I mean, we haven't seen you since the, the big game. Andy was on on Tuesday night. There's been loads of controversy. 2-2 two, two at the end. What was your impression? Did you get back in time to watch the game then? Because yours was off.
4: Yeah, it was on the expressway when the text came through. So I swung onto the Kingston Bridge and made my way back to Renfrewshire for the for the kickoff. off um, I actually thought it was uh, quite a poor quality game. I thought it was mm. a lot of turnover. I couldn't believe him at times both teams passed out the pitch. And, uh, both teams, obviously, I thought Celtic started the game really well um, in the, a few turning points where Joe Hart's... Uh, block clearance from Morelos and the injury to Greg Taylor I thought changed momentum towards Rangers and at 2-1 I actually thought there was only one winner I thought Rangers had Celtic Celtic were couldn't get back into their stride at all and I actually thought the subs Michael Beale made and sitting back once he made those subs and Rangers kind of sat off Celtic a wee bit I thought there's that many goals in the Celtic team that Celtic now can get back in this and it didn't shock me in the end when they got that late equaliser it's what they seem to do under Ange Postacoglu
3: So tactically, if you were the Rangers boss would you have put on, for example, Scott Arfield?
4: Yeah, I mean the two strikers and Arfield on the bench yeah. it's easy in hindsight I mean if they see that game if, if Carter Vickers doesn't make that amazing block yeah, uh, sure. the game it's goes one. 3-1 and it's and Michael Beale's done a great job in his fifth game at Rangers but in hindsight, looking back you think if they'd kept to the floor I think they had Celtic Andy and the VAR thing has
3: gone far and wide, is not it? Everyone's been yep. talking about it. I thought you answered it really well the other night. An impassioned Celtic fan was on mm. talking about it. We won't go over it again tonight. It's there on the uh, the socials. Any have you changed your thinking on anything to do with the big game with the the two the penalty calls? No, not at all. And I think Stephen is just uh, underlining what we
5: said the other day. You know, just uh, it's an unbelievable game to watch. You can't take your eyes off it. But there was a lack of quality. The the amount of passes that were going astray. You thought both teams could have played a bit better, but obviously it's a much better point for Celtic, and I would never rule out Celtic getting a late goal, especially when you're you're turning to your bench and you're bringing on Abada, you're bringing on Jota, Yakomakis, and you Keogh go on, uh, which is not the norm, and obviously Aaron Moy as well, and they were all pretty much involved in the goal. And um, a draw, maybe a fair result, but uh, two mm. points maybe thrown away by Rangers when they look at it because at that point you thought they have only got another few minutes to to see it out but um, no it was great it was a great
3: game to be at great game to do and you know what the narrative would have been tonight for example we'd be saying well uh, Celtic against Kilmarnock obviously they're the favourites but Kelly your old team they're hard to break down they're always well disciplined and then Rangers up at Dundee United and they would have gone there with great confidence not to say they won't but it would have been a different story this week
4: I think I mean Obviously Michael Beals inherited the situation of, of the nine point deficit and for him going into it is probably not so much a must win game in terms of it wasn't him that kind of blew the lead but in terms of winning the league this season it was a crucial game for Rangers and the way the game was going at 2-1 you thought it could be a, a major turning point obviously they would still got a lot to do Celtic we aren't going to start dropping points right left and centre but um, it, I think it was a huge moment uh, the KO go in the title race couple of the
3: headlines today. There's a new manager in Scottish football. We predicted it the other night, Andy, I think, when we broke the news that Jim McIntyre had gone from Cove Rangers. He was sacked. It's Paul Hartley, and Paul's got a more than decent record in football. Obviously, it didn't work out for him in that short. Period at Hartlepool
5: yeah it's. Uh, I think he wanted to do the English football thing it, as you say it didn't wor- work out at Hartlepool I was actually at a Hartlepool game a couple of months back just as uh, Paul had, had got the
3: boot so was that a punishment exercise from Sky <laughs> <laughs> did something
5: go wrong it, it was but I <laughs> I, I love going to uh, games like that just to yeah. see there was actually quite a number a good number of Scottish players um, on view but no he's back at a club that he knows uh, really well and uh, he's got a big job in his hands just to try and steer clear of relegation, playoff spot. You know,
3: Stephen, you'll know Paul.
4: Yeah, I had him at Dundee. Yeah. Uh, went on loan from Sheffield United. So, and I, I obviously followed one of my teammates from Command went. Followed Paul with uh, to Hartlepool, and I know having played there a few times, in my spell in England, it's quite a big club in, in the area, and um, they can't be down near the bottom league too. So, I wasn't surprised to lose his job. Um, Obviously, you never want to see it, but I wasn't surprised when it happened, and I also wasn't surprised when he when he took over from Jack McIntyre. What's Paul like as a manager? He was a terrific player, of course. Hearts, Celtic, Dundee. Yeah, always well, made um, made a lot of signings at Dundee. We end up going to the top six. Uh, quite enjoyed my spell there. Um, obviously, big football football guy, um, and a lot of it is down to kind of performances and training and. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't a major communicator during the week or anything. He'd do his speech before the game. And yeah, we, we had, a, had a successful loan spell up there. Some of the other headlines today. Neil Lennon says he's open to return to
3: the Scottish Premiership and he says Kyogo could be player of the year. Andy, your old club, Hibs, you know, Lee Johnson, he's been in, he's in the back pages again today, didn't speak to the players after the game, yeah. uh, thumped by the Hertz. Uh, what do you feel about Neil Lennon coming back into Scottish football? We're not trying to get wish somebody out of a job, and Lee Johnson might survive, but it, it must be.
5: Neil's been over the course before, yeah. he, he seems to love Scottish football, he's, he's had his uh, fair share of success, obviously at Celtic and at, at Hibs. I think some of the Hibs fans would, would love to see him back there. Um, but that game at the weekend, Motherwell against Hibs, I mean, if Motherwell were to win that and Hibs continue on this horrible run, uh, the
3: pressure is mounting week by week on Lee Johnson. And we're looking from the Hibs point of view there, but your brother Paul at Motherwell, Motherwell need a home win. Their home record has been very poor.
4: Yeah, and I've been to some of the games and some of the, some of the games you can't believe the they've thrown away some of the points they've actually had a lot of good performances but it does get to a point when, you're, when your home record is that bad that um, mentally you start to think that we can't win here what is it it's a, are we cursed about winning here so it's something on the telly uh, a good game obviously Hib's not coming into it in good form and you take away the size of the club that is Hibbs and, and some of the quality players they've got you can suck them into a, releg- a relegation battle if, yeah. with a win you could yeah Motherwell of course on
3: 19 points they're in third bottom place and Hibbs just two above them on 23 Ross County are on 16 as you probably know and then Dundee United and Motherwell on 19 Comarnock on 20 Hibbs on 23 St Johnson 24 Livy on 25 St Mirren 26 along with Aberdeen Hearts on 31 and Rangers on 46, Celtic on 55. They've had a couple of days off after the the derbies, quite a few of the teams, Andy, and that's no surprise. It has been pretty hectic, but great for the spectators and the viewers and the listeners. So much football over Christmas, New Year. Yeah, we missed it. I
5: mean, I think we all enjoyed the World Cup. We all enjoyed the spectacle of it. We enjoyed the you know how it all finished with uh, Messi coming up with just a wonderful story and the, the, the game that developed in the World Cup, but just to have so many games in a short space of time, it's great to have Scottish football back, and we've still got, uh, you know, so much to play for in, in every
3: uh, part of the league, for Europe, for relegation, for the title, everything. One of the headlines overnight was Barry said in the programme last night. Barry Ferguson said, "Well, I asked him about Lauren Shanklin, joint top scorers at 15 league goals, 18 in total." As Barry pointed out last night,
4: uh, could you see him being a target for Rangers?
3: What do you think, Stephen McGinn?
4: Yeah, he obviously they'd be monitoring him. He's scoring a lot of goals, having a big season for for Hearts and I think he's recently been made captain. Yeah. Um, so he's becoming a bit of a leader for them as well. So, But he wouldn't be cheap. Um, obviously Hearts aren't going to just give him to Rangers. So um, if Rangers feel like he's going to be their next number nine then they're going to have to pay a decent amount of money for him. Is I can't it? see it. I think he's pretty similar to Cholak and i think it's
5: really interesting what rangers will do with the striker's position because obviously morelos has been the number 1 for for so many years but um it's still unclear as to what his future will be at rangers is he going to stay can michael beal persuade him to sign a a, a new contract uh, that that's a that's a big call and if you were to lose morelos i think you want someone maybe you know a bit more physical than cholak and or shanklen mm-hmm
3: and yet he is doing well but I take your point too similar to Cholak I think so yeah.
5: um, I mean he got a brilliant hat-trick uh, against Celtic his game outside the box I think has improved I think he's got a lift going to
3: Hearts um, and he's having a terrific season Rangers fans what do you think? Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred, 17 17 700 or you can join the conversation with Andy Walker and Stephen McGinn on at the Goal Football Show and Celtic fans what about Makis? Andy the latest uh, we mentioned yesterday the Danish side, Michelin, are interested in him, open negotiations, but we're hearing there's a limit of 5 million. And would that be enough to take Giacomacchus? Eh, I'm not sure. I mean, Celtic are always a club willing to,
5: to do business when they can make a, a, a profit on a player. And um, I, I, I've said all along, I, I, all along, I've really enjoyed watching Jakomakis. I've liked his attitude when pretty much he's been a, a regular substitute. But when he comes on, Uh, you know he can turn games he was involved in the Kyogos goal just uh, you know muscling a couple of Rangers defenders Um, and of course his last two performances apart from that one at, at New Year there his last two games against Rangers I thought he was
3: absolutely terrific so if he does go Celtic will want to get someone similar and some Celtic fans would be saying they don't want to lose him Stephen because of that physicality he brings
4: yeah, not only that, he scores goals. goals. Yeah. Last five starts, he scored five goals. And I don't think I know he doesn't have a major assist in, in the Keogh goal, but it do, definitely doesn't happen, I don't think, if he, he doesn't put yeah. him on. You know, I think he just ruffles strangers up. I don't think the I don't think Connor Goldson enjoys playing against him. I think even when the substitution's been made, you can see Connor Goldson almost whispering um to Ben Davis, Look, this is what this guy's about, he's gonna do this. And 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 I think that's important. If you can kind of get into the opponent's head that they they are worried about them, I think I don't think they enjoy playing against them.
3: And I think who would you rather be up against, Kaiogo or Yakamakis? And I heard Andy said so I'll take you and Crocker's mm. word on that.
4: Who would you rather be up against? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to play against Kyogo just in a pace. Okay. Um, but yeah, Yakimakis, I mean, physically. Um, he dominates defenders and he scores goals. I think I think between the two of them, it's the full package. You put them their qualities together, and you've got a, a world-class
5: striker. The the thing I loved about Kyogo's goal, uh, Stephen, was his reaction. I mean, normally when you get a late goal and that's you brought it level at two-two, you'd be over celebrating in front of the fans. He ran into the back of the net, picked the ball up, thinking we can win this three-two, and I think that mentality. Um, I think you get that in the in the bigger clubs and the bigger players.
3: Somebody spotted that in the Sky commentary. I think it was Andy Walker. I heard you sing it. It's a great point, yeah. you know, 88 minutes. And he doesn't want to just
4: celebrate. He wants to get the ball. Yeah, well, a, a big part of the, the allocation being cut is you don't really see the away fans when the goal goes in. Yeah. So part of that running to the way end, after the goal, you, you kind of see the way end. But that it, it, it did strike me as well. He's going and grabbing the ball, and I'm thinking, a point's not <coughs> a bad result for Celtic. Like, yeah. I know you're, you're desperate to win, but the way the game would gone, a point would be very good so. but I suppose it's a mentality they've created over uh, a number of years now I remember we got an equaliser against Hearts in a cup final a uh, semi-final
5: we spoke about it a while yeah. back with, with Paul we're, we're trying to talk about trying to remember important uh, late goals 88 and it? I remember Big Roy when we were celebrating Big Roy said come on we can win this and I'm like well replay is really good for us we've been out of the game for so long but yeah. Big Roy wanted to win it, and what, did did, it? what did he know about it what happened a minute later
3: a minute Mark later, McGee. Uh, you and Mark, Mark McGee.
5: McGee just got involved with uh, Henry Smith and it
3: felt to me perfectly, couldn't miss That was 88, wasn't it? Happy days. The double year, yep. Happy days. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Who do you want to see up front alongside Kyogo if Jakimakis or Yakimakis leaves the club? Uh, other headlines, Robert Snodgrass set to extend his stay at Hearts and Andy, he's having... You know, in the autumn of his career yeah. but my goodness what a uh, player
5: I've always enjoyed watching Snodgrass play and uh, I think he brings something different to hearts it's just good to see him fit and sharp and his delivery from corners from free kicks his passing the way he can almost control the tempo of the game when Hibs were desperate to get back into it give it to Snodgrass and he'll he'll just keep it quiet keep a few short passes just keep possession and uh, I think he's been a great signing for Hearts. One of a number
3: of good signings for Hearts. Stephen, have you come up against him? Or did you just miss each other, or? No, I
4: played against you him. Did. He was at Leeds down south. So. You played against
3: everybody. I yeah, know. I know. <laughs> Total <Yeah>. journeyman. We <laughs> should really spend more time. I should, but I prefer it just free flow. So you played against him. Where? Leeds. Yeah, when yeah. he was at Leeds. Yeah.
4: Um, obviously a huge quality, and sometimes the only. I mean, when someone's had such a top career, you worry about the the churning out games. But he's just come in with the attitude of, of playing games, and he's. He's turned into another leader for Hearts and um any good side can't have enough of, of them and Hearts look as if they've got them from every angle. Was that in a Yorkshire derby you played against him? No, or I think it was at Watford. at, were you at Watford at the time. Was yeah. it Ellen Road or you not
3: Vickery's Road? Oh, yeah, no. Vickery's Road. Um, and Craig Gordon's good to see you. I know he celebrated his fortieth birthday at the weekend. Yeah. We wish him all the best yeah. to come back. Um Xander Clark has done well, hasn't he? Has well, he made a
5: couple of big saves. He's really endeared himself to the heart support. Mm-hmm. I, I still think it was a strange one him going there and being an understudy to Craig Gordon. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he had the ability to go and uh, play for a similar size club, whether it be here in Scotland or down south, because I thought he had a really good time at uh, St Johnston. But we we definitely have an issue. A, and with the national team with a, an undisputed number one goalkeeper we've been really spoiled having Alan McGregor David Marshall Craig Gordon with all three of them sort of out of the picture now I do wonder whether Stevie Clark will go back to David Marshall and say listen do you fancy coming back because I I think
4: he has still got it you floated that on Tuesday Stephen what would you think? Firstly football football's brutal in terms of the type of injury Craig Gordon has had has opened up such a door of opportunity for Xander Clark eh, for his club side and nationally um, and I think watching the derby uh, I didn't get to see the game obviously not being on telly but in the highlights he looked like the best goalkeeper in the park between the two and, and they are competing for that number one jersey at Scotland if, if you're saying David Marshall might be tempted back. So Xander Clark, I, I would think that Xander Clark's going to give himself a great opportunity to be a Scotland goalkeeper if he keeps playing the way he's playing. And it was a horror game for Hibs, wasn't it? Maybe not the best yeah. one to judge David Marshall because he's been in
3: great form and he's the penalty king saver, isn't he? He's uh, right, yeah. it
5: forever etched in our memory that uh, great save against Serbia. But um, yeah, you just it, it's down to Stevie Clark. I think if he did ask him, I think he would be the type of guy that would say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come back. But who knows, I'm, I'm not close to uh, to David Marshall. But I think it is a sort of problem area now because we were blessed with so much... Quality in recent years, and uh, you're now looking at possibly Xander Clark and John McLaughlin and Liam and, Kelly. Uh, Liam Kelly, yeah. and no one has really got an awful lot of experience to to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm the undisputed number one for, for the national
3: team. One of the headlines from down south but a big Scottish connection is Nathan Patterson, the Everton fullback, former Rangers star. He's out for six weeks, medial ligament problem. He should be back before Scotland against Cyprus on March the 24th. More on that next.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local, friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! go.
3: Thanks Chris Keeping us right With the traffic and travel Paul Cooney With Stephen McGinn And Andy Walker Because of the late uh, Absence of Craig Moore But Craig will be back He's back from down under He was back home Seeing the family It'll be good to have him Back in the programme In the next couple of weeks But Andy great to have you on Again tonight It's been some Always week was a pleasure it? yeah People still talking about The Derby It's the Is it the biggest in the world What do you think It's the biggest in Glasgow Thank you That's, that's definitive There's no question Stephen McGinn Not arguing with you You've sparked something a moment ago when we talked about the performance of Xander Clark. What about David Marshall? Will he come back? And everyone wishing all the best to Craig Gordon, the Scotland keeper, who's out with that double leg break. Well, a big Scotland fan is on the phone. Hugh in Lanark. Hugh, good evening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, gents.
6: I've not spoken to you since last year. Not <laughs> so, good to you. Uh, how, how
3: was Christmas and New Year?
6: Uh, very quiet. Uh, down with the flu. Oh. My partner was working. She works in the neonatal and mushy general hospital. So Can't be careful enough. all the way through. Um, she was working all the way through that So um, so yeah, just a quiet one with my son And that was it really
3: So, so good to hear you on 2023 um, What are you thinking for Scotland in the goalkeeping position? Uh,
6: just about the goalkeeping
3: position Liam Kelly Yep Oh we heard you on Liam Kelly It's coming and going a wee bit just now Hugh, we'll maybe get you back on Are you on the move at the moment? No? In fact, James is just checking with you. Um, Liam Kelly, I know he doesn't get that many mentions. Uh... He
5: had a brilliant season last time round. Um, just not got. A, it, there's no goalkeeper who's a standout at the moment to take over from the likes of McGregor and Marshall and Craig Gordon. And I think, I think Liam Kelly is the type who has played really well in the in the Scottish Premiership. And I, I wonder if he'll be, yeah. if
3: he'll get a chance. Well, Hugh, you see plenty of them. What do you think, Liam Kelly?
6: Uh, there's a couple of things about Liam Kelly that I would like to change basically obviously he's not commanding enough in his box he doesn't come out for cross he's shot and he's brilliant mm-hmm. um, and sometimes his distribution for his kicking is to be questioned but again, you can't have the full all-round goalkeeper, can you? so I don't think MD has, has got that as a goalkeeper apart from like your Alan McGregor or your Craig Gordons these guys are, are, are I would class them as world class and we have been blessed to have them. Uh, just on the situation we are, uh, he was meant to leave us in the summer there if McGregor wasn't signing for Rangers again. And Xander Clark was meant to come to Motherwell. Uh. And the way it's worked out, he's obviously went to Hearts. Now, Andy says earlier on there about bringing David Marshall back. For me, it's a no-no. It's, the only way these two guys are going to progress in Scotland number one and Scotland number two is play them. You need to play them. There's no use in taking them away to camps take them away to squads then for them to sit on a bench now I did not agree with what um, Stevie Clark done the last time he played Craig Gordon in the family, and you've got two guys sitting there who could have played even 45 minutes each yeah. so it's just we need to play these guys otherwise they're not going to get experience
3: Andy I think that baffled a lot of people that he yeah. didn't give them a chance <laughs> the last time But I, I, and I think Hugh makes
5: a, a really good point I was just floating the idea just Given that David Marshall is still playing and uh, might be open to a return, I've, I've no insight into it. But when you look at uh, Stevie Clark and what he's done with the Scotland squad, he's you know he's given guys like uh, Scott McKenna and Ryan Porteous and Andy Considine, Lauren Shankland, he's given sort of uh, players that you wouldn't expect yeah. to get a, a chance at international level. He's he has given them an opportunity and they have performed so uh, Hugh you might be right uh, maybe it's the best thing for him just to throw him in at the deep end and, and
4: see how he does What do you think of these keepers Stephen? Well I think it's up for grabs um, there's no doubt about that everyone I mean John McLaughlin has got to be in his own situation and thinking how can I play regular football um, to, to, to be in with a running for the Scotland number one and if David David Marshall declines the opportunity to come back, if it's given to him, then there's probably not much between Xander Clark, John McLaughlin Liam Kelly to say right, I can be the number one and it might just come down to club form and and who takes that opportunity when it comes. And Hugh, we want to come to Motherwell in a moment or two. Nathan Patterson out for six weeks, uh, the Everton
3: star, but he should be back for the game with Cyprus and then we've got Spain, so it's a huge march coming up Mm. for us for the qualifications. Yeah, 100%. Um,
6: It's who do you hoping Parsons back by then? Do you bring O'Donnell back to um, obviously cover for him? So I I would tend to hopefully get Parson and younger boy likes going up and down that wing. So there's obviously Stephen O'Donnell. I mean, Stephen O'Donnell's got a good engine as well. But again, you want these young boys in who's going to progress the team, who's going to be the team for longevity. So that's what I would like to see. Because um, I mean, there we go, we're bringing in Gilmore who's only just committed into the, the Brighton team he'd not played sure. his he start last week so this is what I want to see I want to see progression yep. other countries done it I think Germany Germany done it years ago they, they just switched off for five years and says we have taken five years out and done it France done it as well Spain's done it why can't Scotland it's yeah. like, let, let's, let, let's take it but yes
5: what What are you thinking about Motherwell how, how are they going to arrest this slide what a big game at the weekend against Hibs
6: it's massive. the bill. every single game Andy's massive. We obviously played for, for Middle. You'll know how... I mean, the fans themselves are getting on Stevie Hamill's back, which I don't agree with, because he can only play the players he's got. Now, what I didn't agree a couple of times with Stevie Hamill was with his substitutions, and he won't make them quick enough, and then I had an argument... It was an argument. It was an argument with another the other week there. We were sitting in, sitting in the stand, and this guy behind me wanted players changed, and I went, I say to him, I goes. Who do you bring on? We've got three 16-year-olds sitting on a bench. Who do you bring on? Do you bring on a 16-year-old and put him out there? And then he gets absolutely hammered. He gets destroyed against players that's more experienced. It was against Celtic. Yeah. Then then, then the confidence of that young boy gets down, which we don't want. Because I mean, we've got a couple of cracking young players going through. Lennon Miller mm-hmm. is absolutely phenomenal. What a talent this boy's going to turn out to be. Uh, and I've seen it for a few years now. I, mean, I must admit, his dad has really got him grounded and i take my hat off him for that. Um, Bailey Rice moved to Rangers, which a bit sad to see, and I think uh, Connor Beatty, I think, is it Connor? Yeah, Connor Craig Beattie's son, he's now just signed for his again. he's just turned 16, and what a talent this boy is as well as a striker, cracking, cracking talent. I, I just um, hope,
5: you so, they can get a chance in the Scottish Premiership, and not having to to, to drop down to the Championship, because it, it is alarming
3: to see Motherwell drop him like a stone, you know? Stephen,
4: you're close to, obviously, with Paul there. The manager's saying, you know, they need to hurt teams. They should have won their last two games. Yeah, well, I agree with what Hugh said. There's something, I mean, I've been to Motherwell games. I follow every one of them, obviously, with Paul. And there's a couple of times you are looking at the bench and thinking you are throwing a kid on there if you make changes. Um, Stevie Hamill's five days into his first transfer window as Motherwell manager. So you're hoping that he's able to do a bit of business, good business this January. it can help out. The boys there and I think you will back me up when I say that Motherwell have been good in a lot of the games they've dropped points in. They have, honestly. Like mm. the Kilmarnock game, they were excellent on the night and they end up Kilmarnock go to down to ten men. It's I don't know if it's Spain. I amazing. don't know if they get casual. I don't know what what two happened. Two 0 up and the opposition down to ten men and you end up drawing two two. It. it was late goals so it's just it? bizarre. Yep. Yeah. And but I think that's just the way it's been going. Obviously my brother scores an on goal and then Liam Polworth sticks on the top corner from thirty yards. It's just it's a period they're having and they just need to stick together, hopefully they can do a bit of good business and, and help out the, the good players they already have. So you, what about Sunday? What's going to happen? The game with
3: It's
6: Just as obviously the thing we were saying, to see if we actually play the way we have been playing, we've not been playing badly, mm-hmm. no. it's just we we can't, we're not clinical enough. As soon as the ball hits the box, we're not finishing and I, I don't, I can't physically put my finger on it to see why it's not happening. We just need summed up there with Van Veen. I honestly would scrap. 4-3-3, Van yes.
4: Van Veen's a really good finisher, and you're actually watching that one he hits the bar against Livingston and thinking, how is he not not went in? And that's a two-one massive away victory, mm-hmm. and you're instead of three points above the the, the the drop, you're five, and you just get that momentum. And it's just, I, I just feel as if it's that's the, way, the period they're going through at the minute. Yeah, I I, I totally totally agree with you.
6: But there's the there's, there's time where it's got to click, something's got to click and say, we need to put these away. Um, will it come? Hopefully January, February. It has to come January, February. Not, it must. Hopefully we'll get three or four players in um, to, to boost to the squad, because we can't constantly have 16-year-olds sitting on the bench and not being able to make changes within games. So that, that that's what I'm hoping for anyway. Because um, as you said there, this is Stevie
4: Samuels first window I mean he's five days in he's not made a sign what's he doing <laughs> well, the, the Blaney signed the Irish and a half oh, yeah that's right from um, so he by all accounts Aye, he, he from yeah
6: he, he came from Sligo
3: he did yeah um, so. listen have you, have you got the um, do you want to talk about VAR and the Ricky Lamy situation or have we I, I mean is everyone anti-motherwell is that the problem uh, I, I've
6: talked to this before yeah. on here. i mean, yeah. at, Ham- at Hamkey's with um, also against Aberdeen, with the, the blatant handball And the pullback mm-hmm. on Lamy as well, within the space of 10 seconds, and nothing happened there. We had it against Celtic, where we, we had our throw in, hits off uh, Hasfanovic, when he's physically off the park, it bounced on, uh, Twimble passes it, and he's you score. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, how how can that physically be? Uh, I looked
5: at
3: that how after can you have said to it. Who's off the park? Mm-hmm.
5: I remember that incident, yeah. and it, it was actually a he's, poor he's, throw.
3: He's, he's, in yeah, in my view. But anyway, what about the Ricky Lamy thing at the weekend? If people didn't see it, it looked pretty harsh.
6: Um, it's they, they have to make the rule. If it hits your hand, it's—I yeah. it, it's, mean, his back's turned. I, I can't physically understand it. Um, then it happens the goals, and there, I know somebody's put up the rules. It's, it's in the line of your body. You it Doesn't matter. He's physically stopped with his hand. If they actually see the goals, and he's deflected the ball up the way yeah. when it's on target, it's not as if it's going wide; it's going on target. Lamy's turned his back, and you just think, "Come on!" It's not even a deli- he's not deliberately put his hand out. So they need to either have. I've, I've been on here last year and saying yeah. referees need help. Definitely need help. But I think the help they're getting just now isn't helping them. I think it's actually more hindering them now.
5: <laughs>
3: Anyone disagree? I
6: think it's four or five minutes for, the, for that.
5: Livingston Yeah. And the penalty decision was a joke. Andy? Yeah, I was at the sort of update of yeah. the, the VAR presentation stuff and, uh, you know, we were informed that, you know, you'd gone from uh, something like 92 to 98% of the decision's correct. And I, I challenge that because, you know, it's some of the decisions I think have been awful. Mm. But if, I don't know what, uh, if it's a subjective call Sometimes it, it can't be right. It's just a it's just an opinion, and uh, as as we said before about the the golden handball, I I just think it should have been uh, John Beaton's decision because they looked at it for a while, and there was something to look at. So you should I think uh, defer to the man in the middle of the pitch and let him look at it and let him make the
3: call. Stephen, we haven't asked you yet. John Hartson and Barry Ferguson both thought the Rangers' penalty was a penalty. Carl Starr felt the tackle, uh, which was silly going to ground, but it was a penalty against Sakala and for Rangers. And they both felt that the Golden is a penalty.
4: Yeah, I thought thought it was a penalty at the time. I thought when I watched it back... I always think we, well, I'm not ashamed to admit I've got no idea where I'm at with the handball rules you play you're the captain I look at the, the rules <laughs> um, I see pen, what penalties are given for what they're yeah. not given for now and, and uh, the inconsistency is um, mad um, yeah. but when I watched it back I just I was of the belief I mean I, I think would I want that penalty I would want the penalty if I'm in my team and if it was against me I'd probably hold my hands up and say look they're getting given for that now it's a penalty I was shocked when he didn't go to the monitor yeah. Um, I couldn't believe it and then obviously from my motherwell point of view I was raging and I seen that one what yeah. it's given for Hugh mm-hmm. give us your scoreline then Sunday
6: uh, I actually think Elijah, with two, I can see us winning the game um, if we can play the way we've been playing and keep the confidence level up because I don't think we're, we're playing badly uh, it's just that we need that goal to get the confidence back up again um, so I'm, I'm hopeful I'm hopeful. So Great. hopefully that's what happened for a good start at third park.
3: Great. Thanks very much, Hugh. Good to hear you.
6: Thanks very much. Take care. All the best. All the Thank best you, so You
3: too. Hugh calling in there from Lanark, a big Motherwell fan, big Scotland fan as well. And he talks a lot of sense, doesn't he? I mean, referees are not being held. Who came up with this idea at FIFA HQ? You wonder. Because the, the handball rule is, yeah. is
5: ridiculous, but the interpretation of it is, is so open... And I don't know if they're going to revisit it and try and word it a bit more. I mean, if it's deliberate handball, some of the handballs that you see where people are jumping and stretching and you know that I don't know what you what they want you to do with your your arms, and it can be headed a yard behind you, and I, I think it's it's awful. But. um yeah We'll have to deal with it And you get controversy Pretty much every week
3: And Stephen Do you go into games Now thinking about it And saying I mean because it's easily It's a tactic isn't it If I'm coming at you If I'm as an attacker
4: Just play the ball at you Hit it off you Hoping it hits your arm I think now with VAR I think I mean you call it a tactic It's pretty cynical tactic But yeah. I mean it's hard not to believe That way If, you, if you're if you getting the ball in, in and around the box And it's bouncing about And if it, if it strikes a hand In any way You're claiming for it You're straight to the referee You're asking for him To see the monitor um, because why not? I mean, they're given for uh, such such innocuous handballs at the minute. Are you glad that you don't have VAR in the in the first division? Yeah, um, yeah, at the yeah. minute. I think just when you watch it, even the being at a couple of games, the break. Sometimes, I mean, the offside, and it took three or four minutes. The Celtic one, um, I couldn't I couldn't believe how long it took them to, and how onside it was.
3: It's squeezing the joy out of football. And life. Not entirely, but it does, doesn't
4: it? I've got to say, it can be helpful. And I thought it was used
5: well in the World Cup because it wasn't used often. And maybe you had better referees. They are, <clears throat> excuse me, they are meant to be the, the cream of the crop, but... um
4: uh, yeah, we we are heading for more
5: controversy of that. There is no doubt. I, want, that, I wonder yeah.
4: how many Celtic fans had a delayed reaction to celebrating the Kyogo goal because of Aaron Moy's p- positioning. Because it wasn't obvious at the time in live telly that Bonabaris had dropped. Because I kind of had the initial thought this might be offside and it'll go to VAR. So I wonder how much that kind of spoiled the the initial. I'm, I'm sure they weren't disappointed that an initial reaction to the goal. There's
5: yeah. pretty much an element of that, and every goal you. you could could something have gone wrong there? Sure. What, what, what happened in the
3: build-up and how far back did they go? Is there still time? There's Can they replay it three days later? <laughs> <laughs> Someday in the VAR, because yeah. they want their moment. Yeah. And see this update you had, was that over the festive period? Or was this when you went? To, a, remember a couple of months was, ago you went? It was just uh, before the festive period. Yeah. Right, so did they stand up and say, look, we've been overly officious, Were no.
5: Uh, to be honest, I don't think it's for it's for broadcast. It was right, just okay, a, sure, it was just sure, a, okay, a, an update yeah. for people that were involved. They're working in it on it. And, yeah. you know we were challenging sure. them on some. and yeah. uh,
3: look, everyone involved loves the game and wants it to prosper. It's fundamentally yeah. a bad law, a rule of the game. I think so, it, it,
5: and so and, should, and it's not being yeah. applied consistently. And I've got to say, when Crawford Allen uh, yeah. made the presentation at the start of the season. I thought it was really slick. I thought it was really professional. But it's football. And it's decision-making. It's
3: controversial. It's subjective. And, and you can argue about so much of it. Sort it out, Andy. Could you? You've got the power. Quick break and then we're back. Stephen again. Andy Walker.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's Go!
3: 5.45 is Thursday evening. It's the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Looking forward to the weekend. Four games on Saturday in the Premiership. Aberdeen, St. Johnson, Celtic against Kilmarnock, Ross County, Livingston and St. Mirren against Hearts. And on Sunday at uh, 1.30, Motherwell against Hibs It's on Sky. And at four, main event, Dundee United, against Rangers is that your game Andy on Sunday? yeah looking forward to it I'll be at uh, Tannadice. Yeah. it's a great ground isn't it to watch
5: football or... it, I think it's probably my favourite ground for broadcasting because the gantry is so close to the pitch it's right above the uh, the dugouts and you can it's just a good a good height it's not deep and you get a really
4: good view there
3: did you like playing there at Tanadice yeah, Stephen?
4: yeah played the first leg of the relegation playoff against Dundee United there uh, for St Mern. uh the one we won in penalties mm. so you like it and, uh, <laughs> yeah. well yeah. it was nil-nil up there yeah. but I remember walking out and thinking this is a proper football ground it's packed yeah. and yeah. the atmosphere was amazing and uh, yeah, absolutely loved the, the experience of it obviously coming out the right, the right end yeah. yeah some great games covering great, it over the years there. and yeah. it's funny it's one
5: of the the few grounds you get now where you've got a bit of a slope I mean Motherwell yeah. have fixed mm. their slope their, their surface is yeah. fantastic and suffered Hibs. for it
3: I <laughs> uh, suffered for it uh, <laughs> Hibbs. Hibbs' uh, surface is... Uh, that was the worst, wasn't absolutely it?
5: Absolutely sleek. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That must have, was it really tough? Late in the game, playing... You were always...
5: Yeah. Uh, when you went to Easter Road, you just want to shoot down. Yeah. Uh, downhill in the first half. Uh, especially when you had a, a bit of a wind. It was, it's one of those daft calls you make, yeah.
3: Tomorrow night in the Championship, Wraith Rovers against Dundee, who started the season as favourites. Rovers having a tough time. Dundee... Well, Dundee a, lost last weekend, yeah. didn't they? To our broth. Our broth at home. In Derby. So yep. um, it's Queen's Park setting the pace? They certainly are. Top of the table in Queen's Park are playing Cove Rangers, now under the management of Paul Hartley. So Paul Hartley against uh, Owen Coyle, two big names in football. A United against Hamilton. Hamilton at the bottom of the table. A United challenging. Arbroath against Inverness, Cali Thistle. And Partick Thistle against Morton. A, a West of Scotland derby there, Stephen. That's, uh, that's a good game. I see Morton had losses written off by uh, the company that... Owned the club before they put it into fan ownership. Over two million they wrote off, which is terrific. Not for the company's point of view, but it was a great yeah. gesture to the club. There, that's some game, isn't it? Partick Thistle against Morton.
4: Yeah, and um, a good tie at the top of the championship. Yeah, uh, both sides obviously trying to keep up with uh, Queens Park. But great to hear about that uh, writing off. I think a bit of investment's needed at Capital. I think it's uh, a good old-fashioned ground, but I think it's needing a wee bit of investment in it. So hopefully. Uh, with them writing it off that they can maybe direct some money towards that
5: my first game for Celtic at uh, at, uh, Capital. did you yeah scoreline we beat them Mm -hmm. 4-0 Billy Stark scored Mark McGee and I don't think it's changed a job (laughs) and that was what 87 (laughs) did you score
3: Uh, I scored a couple yeah we won 4-0 you are too modest there yep you were the big money signing over that summer 87, 87 yeah. yeah
5: there was a few of us Mick McCarthy Chris Morris course, yeah. and, and Billy Starr of course who was top class there's
3: quite a few players that left that summer hadn't they yeah Indeed. Murdo uh, yep. Alan McAnally he went to Germany he never mentions he it did. he did yeah. Uh, uh, yeah yeah exactly and <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah there was a good number of changes uh, I think Morris Johnson was one as well he was yep yeah. he? he went yeah. to Nantes. was that at that point <laughs> yeah that seems a long time ago yeah. and what
4: about Queen's Park Stephen what do you think can they stay top of the table I mean, I think they went under the radar at the start of the season. Um, had some really good signings, but they're definitely not uh, not off the radar now. They're, uh, they're flying and they're not struggling to score goals, that's for sure. Andy, it would be some achievement, wouldn't it? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come up. I think they've got
5: a manager who's got Premier League experience in England. Not only that, he knows how to win promotion from the Championship down south into the Premier League. He's kept a club up there. And uh, I know he's done his sort of travels with uh, with Wigan and and Blackburn and the like, and a lot of good experience. But to get him to Queens Park uh, with his uh, knowledge of of players who can do him a turn, it would be utterly remarkable if um, if Owen was to lead them to that. Uh, that would be back to back promotions. Quite quite astonishing. There maybe. Ahead of the game in terms of where they, you know, their business plan from a couple of years ago.
3: And with the new stadium coming, you would love to see them, you know, really embed themselves in the South Side to get support. And they've got big plans. I know they work in the community, Leon Dempster, chief exec. I think so. When you look at the the makeup
5: of uh, Queen's Park, if they were to get a promotion, I think they're the type of club who could stay there. And, you know, that would, the, the clubs that are already in, you know, almost established in the Scottish Premiership. You know, Queen's Park would
3: really give them a a run for their money Sure would Lots of uh, emails and texts coming in at Go Football Show Here's uh, Colin, a Rangers fan Hi guys, I'd rather Rangers signed a striker like Lyndon Dykes from QPR or Ross Stewart of Sunderland someone powerful to be there for crosses because the amount of crosses Rangers put into the box and there's never anyone there on the end of them so you see loads of crosses coming in from Barisic of course
4: and Tavernier What about Ross Stewart? What do you think? Yeah, well, I played with him he was at St Mirren um, and left to go to Ross County, won the championship at Ross mm-hmm. County and he's not looked back since, since becoming their main man. Um, I think the way he's, he's, he's turned into Sunderland's talisman, mm-hmm. um, scores a lot of goals at championship level, so I don't think he'd be cheap. I think Lyndon Dykes is one that Michael Beale obviously knows very well from his time at Queen's Park, so he knows what he's going to be getting if he brings him. But I do agree, I think... Um, when you see the chances has had in the Celtic game the other day, I think that there's goals for a striker there that's eerily impressive. I'm looking forward to... Uh,
5: I've got a game at Sunderland next week, not this weekend, the following weekend. They play Swansea, Russell Martin, manager of Swansea. Great so
3: yeah,
5: I'm looking forward to seeing Tony Mowbray maybe got a catch-up with a, a cup of coffee. But uh, you're right, Ross Stewart in good form and obviously uh, playing up front with Ellis Sims, mm. who... Uh, I thought it had a really good loan spell at uh, Hearts, at Hearts. Yeah. so the mm-hmm. two of them are you know Sunderland have obviously got ambition of
3: getting back to the top flight and of course uh, Diallo doing <laughs> really well there isn't it strange Stephen Howe just didn't work for him at Rangers Man United Academy but uh, he's on fire at the Stadium of
4: Light yeah but I think it shows obviously it's not easy to go straight into a Rangers team obviously um, you're expected to hit the ground running he's still a young player with, and I mean it was at times at Rangers he'd small kind of uh, showcasing of, of his talents but it, it just didn't work out for him obviously he got the start in the 3-0 game at Celtic Park and, and he looked a bit lost at times but he's gone to Sunderland and he's kicked on again
3: Confidence is everything and that young man's got it now uh, yeah. Amad Diallo and you saw Sunderland not that long ago
5: Yeah I was yeah. there earlier uh, this season and um, you know I think they're the type of club who want to get back to the top flight when you see the, the stadium um, when you see the training ground uh, it's a brilliant setup uh, yeah and it's a great move for Tony Mowbray obviously he got the boot at, uh, at Blackburn yeah. and i think moving to the northeast that's his part of the world um so i think he's he's really happy there and i think he can i think he gets home in about 40 minutes rather than the the, the couple of days that he managed uh, every week uh, in the last few years and it's like a two and a half hour drive from from Blackburn to the
3: North sure. so I think it really suits him. Brilliant uh, Fran has been on Francis Healy uh, on, at Go Football Show Celtic fan saying uh, if Gigi wants to go then for him Celtic will sign another striker no matter what so I think he's saying if he wants to go let him go but it has to be at the right price Andy and they're saying 5 million is not going to cut it it looks like I'm I'm just surprised. I don't know what's happened. Uh, he, he seemed to
5: be settled in, and I don't know whether he's got a family issue or whether he just doesn't fancy Scottish football. I've no idea, but it, it seemed to to turn quite quickly for Yakymakis. I know he's maybe frustrated at the lack of game time, but uh, I've always enjoyed his attitude when when he's come on. He's been he's been really switched on, and uh, he's always made a, a, an impact. So um, yeah, it's a strange one, but if he
3: goes. Absolutely, Celtic will cash in and uh, look to get someone else. Do you think Ange would throw him in from the start? Because that might be one of his complaints, he doesn't start enough games.
5: Yeah, I don't think there's any question about his attitude. Um, uh, uh, as Stephen mentioned earlier, he's the type of guy who gets goals when when he plays as well. So, um, uh, I don't think any Celtic supporter would be thinking, right, we, we need Kyogo back as soon as possible. Jakimakis is a
4: a fine replacement. Yeah, when you hear it, all I, all I think of is the interview Ange did a few months back when he said favourites are going to leave this football club mm-hmm. and the fans are going to have to deal with it. Um, they keep they keep moving and with the noise surrounding Jakimakis and there's been lots of noise uh, around the South Korean striker. Excuse my pronunciation, Cho Ji Sung. Yep. So,
2: Very
4: good. You, you've got to imagine that the the noise, there's no smoke without fire and um, Jakimakis is 28 now. He'll be, he'll be looking for Maybe his last big contract in football and Celtic might not be willing to give him that. Um, as he isn't the start, uh, starting Celtic striker, it's up for de- debate whether he could be, but he isn't. So are they going to pay the big money to keep him at 28? January transfer
3: window well underway. We're on day five. Not too much has happened mm-hmm. yet. Rangers fans, who are you looking for to come in then? If Morales is on his way, or even if he's not, our Roof uh, in the squad, but there's been the injury problems over the years. He's a terrific player. Cholak's been out now for a few months. What do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And Celtic, where do you want to improve? What about a striker? Do you want the player that's just been mentioned? That's been going on for weeks, but it could well happen. Here's what Ange Postacoglu, Postacoglu said after the game on Sky um, about the game itself.
7: It's just human beings, mate. You know, we, we, they're not robots. And uh, you know, Like I said, it's a big occasion, big game. And I just thought we, we tightened up in areas where, you know, our football's a lot more free-flowing and, you know, we didn't do that today.
3: They're not robots, Andy, but it's been an impressive start to the season. That just one defeat and uh, yeah. th- the draw there at the weekend. They have been... They're not robots, but they're not far away from it. The consistency...
5: Well, the 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 World Cup break that uh, was enforced and then you're bringing back players. Maybe Juranovic was one of them who certainly looked a bit rusty. He looked like someone who was lost in that left-back position for someone who was so experienced, someone who's been so impressive, not just for his club side, but also uh, during the World Cup where he looked like one of the, the best uh, right-backs there. And um, yeah, remains to be seen whether he might be one of the players who might move on in
3: January as well even any what do you think Uranovic did, did he look to you like a man he's on his
4: way out or it's just you can have an off day you're out of position you come on from the bench well, I, you never know I mean players play through a lot of stuff off field stuff um, illnesses um, so I, I don't know what was going on but he he didn't look right at all um, I couldn't believe them at the times Alan McGregor kicked it 50 yards down the pitch and he was backing off he wasn't challenging the air he didn't look as if he was fully sprinting um, didn't, didn't really look going, going for um, 50-50s. I thought he was well off it and, and he looked like a different player from the the version of Juranovic we've seen in the World Cup. Is he on his way? Well, we'll find out in the next few weeks. What, three weeks
3: to go of the transfer window? Oh eight oh 08, 17, 17, 700. We're heading up for the news at six. And the next time we're going to hear a bit from Michael Beale, a bit more from Ange Postacoglu. There hasn't been too much happening with the big two in the last couple of days, and they deserve that break, Andy. I guess you'd need that, wouldn't you? Uh, given that they don't have a game till Saturday for Celtic, Sunday for Rangers. Do you want a breather after the that attention of a of, a, of a, the Glasgow Derby? I think sometimes the result
5: helps, uh... I think Rangers might be feeling a bit flat there was an opportunity just a few minutes away from getting all three points. Celtic on a bit of a high knowing that they weren't at their best but uh, they went to Ibrox and came back with a point and that, that maintains that nine point gap and of course the opportunity is there uh, for Celtic it's been Rangers in recent weeks who've had the opportunity to narrow the gap Celtic have got a chance to to add to it against Kilmarnock on Saturday we'll look at the weekend games next
2: The Go Ready football show with macklinmotors.com your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go,
3: go, 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 go. heading towards the weekend some great football Saturday and Sunday in all the divisions. Stephen McGinn will be playing of course for Falkirk against Montrose it's still a crucial time of the season for you Stephen to try and get that position for promotion
4: yeah we're well, a few games called off we are now the 19th game and um, start of the second half of, the, of our season so we need to get motor in we need to win a lot more games than we have done in the first half of the season if we want to get to where we want to be so yeah another big game at Falkirk on Saturday Dan family there at Edinburgh Clyder
3: against Kelty Hearts Falkirk, Montrose as we mentioned your own game Peterhead against Airdrie Queen of the South against Allowa Athletic uh, the news today the Cove Rangers have a new manager and it's Paul Hartley he was a good player Andy wasn't he?
5: I played with Paul at Hibs for a oh, short time. I know he had that uh, terrific spell at Hearts, but when I was on loan at Hibs, he was sort of a a, a winger, a jinky winger. He was meant to be beating players and yeah. crossing it in at the box. And it was a really good move to go to Hearts and he became this really all-energy, dynamic midfield player. And that's where he went on to have a brilliant spell with Hearts and then, of course, got uh, games with Scotland and mm-hmm. then he got his move to Celtic.
3: Not that many players who play for Hibs and Harts. Hibs I know what and I Hibs. Hibs. Michael yeah. Stewart did, didn't he? Yeah. Michael Stewart. Yeah. Ralph Callaghan, was he one? I think he may have been, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Before your time. Yeah, before, yeah, me, before your yeah. time. Uh, 08, 8 17 17 700 to speak to Andy Walker and Stephen McGinn. We heard from Ange Buster Cogler before the break. Let's hear from Michael Beal. Uh, his thoughts after his fifth game. In charge, four wins and one draw.
8: The two goals for us are... Our goals They're poor goals to give away, certainly the one early in the game. We actually started the game quite well and then gave away a goal and it took us 10 or 15 minutes to find ourselves again. I thought we did. I didn't really want the half-time whistle. We had two big chances with Alfredo with headers. Ryan Kent hits the post and uh, and you're thinking at half-time we need to show a little bit more belief uh, because I didn't think there was much in the game other than that. And the start of the second half, we showed that. We got ourselves 2-1 up in front and we're in control of the game. They've not been near Allen. Uh, we have a big chance maybe to go 3-1 with Malik and uh, we don't take it. The second goal that they score is really poor from us. We've sat deep and we have three or four chances to clear it. So I'm disappointed. I saw a lot of good things today. I saw a lot of players that were committed to the calls. Um, I like to show at times a little bit more quality in possession. That was what was missing first half. But I thought second half we were excellent. And if we'd have won the game, uh, I think it would have been a fair. And so, yeah, we're a little bit
3: disappointed. Transfer window well underway. Andy, what do you expect to see now happen? Can I throw a couple of them at you? Go for it. Barry reckons Ryan Kent will may well sign a new contract for Rangers and they get another year or whatever, and then they get the value back up and somebody comes back in. Do you think Ryan Kent will stay or go? Um,
5: I'm not sure. And I think it's a good idea uh, with Michael Beale because obviously he's got a relationship with him since he was a young boy at 14. But the thing about Rangers in the transfer window I don't know what's changed from Giovanni van Bronckhorst um when he wanted to bring players in and he found it um difficult he found it challenging he mentioned that there was not there wasn't millions of pounds in the bank and I don't know what's changed from then when Giovanni van Bronckhorst wanted to bring in uh, reinforcements and they still had the, the Champions League to play, but they had qualified and everything else that had gone on before where they, they made a bit of money. And obviously at the uh, AGM, uh, some of the loans were paid back to certain people, but I don't know what's changed. I I, I don't know what, what money Rangers have available because every former Rangers player I speak to says that the squad needs... An overhaul, a transformation, a, you know, some some big numbers uh, coming in, some some real options, and that, that costs a bit of money, and I'm I'm not sure
3: how much Rangers have to spend. Listening to Barry last night, it sounded as though there won't be big money spent uh, during January, and he said there may not be signings. He said I don't know, but there may not be. But they're looking to the Tom Lawrence is coming back, and the other John Souter. There's news today that he's close to being back to full training and full fitness Stephen is that going to be their tactic do you think to try and get you know k Roof back into the side and others Hadji Hadji
4: yeah Um, yeah potentially Uh, and it might have been part of Michael Beals when he took over the jobs and I don't need the major overhaul until the summer because on this show for the last couple of months of Gio's tenure uh, I think he himself and, and us we spoke about can Rangers get to January can they Stay in the in the title race until January and get a, some fresh bodies in. Some, 'cause there's no doubt that I think they need two or three signs um, to narrow that gap at the minute. The nine points, I don't think that that gap comes within that squad. I think it needs help. I think they need a new striker. I know Cholak's had a good season, but I think it's it's over for uh, Rangers for Morelos. I think the Ryan do Kent... Yeah. yeah, I do, I do. Yeah. I watched him the other day. I think it's it's time for both to move on. I think there's still a lot left in the Ryan Kent story at Rangers. I think Michael Beals reinvigorated them and he looks like a player that can go to the level he was at. For me, I I, I can't see it. I, I mean,
5: Barry will obviously have a bit of an insight that we don't have. He's still close to so many people at Ibrox, but um, that would be a big boost if you've got uh, Ryan Kent focused and committed... And I'm not sure he has been for the entirety of the season up to date. So if he is focused and committed, and he, he does want to sign
3: an extension, that would be a, a big boost. Tarek's on the line, a Rangers fan. Happy New Year, Tarek. Oh, Happy
6: New Year, panel, uh, Andy and In, uh, Paul, and, uh, and uh, Stephen. Steven
3: it is indeed. Yep, the one I, and only. Oh, happy, happy, New New Year, New Year, happy New Year, Tarek. Happy New Year, Tarek. Thank you, Tarek. Uh, yeah, let me
6: like tell you, I had a fantastic New Year because wonderful. I had three, I had three things uh, on New Year's Day. I had a Wait, bottle of a oh, Glen or right.
3: Hopefully I not all a, of it, just a little bit. No, yeah. no I had a yeah, bottle of yeah. Glen or right. Well, I, 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 a, I don't, I don't think we can go into all of it, Tariq. We're kind of running out of time there. But I'm glad you had good, sorry. I'm glad you had a good New Year. Uh, a tipple's okay, not too much. Tarek, what about this transfers? What are you looking for in January? Um, you know, the manager's been saying John Souter, that's news today, is getting closer to coming back. Yanis Hadji, a wee bit more time, I think February maybe. Um, who else did we mention there? Cholak should be back soon. Roof's on the bench. Does this give you hope that you've got a strong enough squad to stay, you know, nine points behind Celtic, maybe closer, and also to challenge in the Cups, the league and the Scottish Cup? But
6: like I said, I had a fantastic day on New Year's Day. It was like the start of the season for me. I really did uh, really enjoy looking forward to the game, and it didn't disappoint. We were absolutely fantastic. Uh, Rangers, Celtic played quite well as well, mm-hmm. but we, we we really did show that we that, that we are a very good team as well. And like I said, I've said it a few times. We've just had a lot of injuries and things weren't going well. Players' confidence was down, but Michael was bringing that back. And uh, to be honest, I would like to see him signing a couple of players. <laughs> but I think the players that are coming back, are all fantastic. I'm looking forward to Hadji coming back. Really looking forward to him, I
3: think he's going to be like a, a brand new player. Stephen, it's been so long since we've seen Yanis Hadji.
4: Yeah, and if he comes back uh, firing, he obviously adds goals to the team. Um, I think going into the game, I felt like Celtic would create chances and and they didn't actually create that many. Other than the two goals, I think he was a fresh-eared shot. I think Rangers limited them to very little, which I can see the optimism from Tarek and and the Rangers fans. Celtic do create a lot of chances week on, week out, and and they didn't. They didn't really get in their groove. I know they started the game well, but they were never free-flowing in the game, so... There's loads of optimism and I do think that they are closer than they were uh, under Geo. If you were Barisic, Stephen, and you're a defender, how would you feel about your performance because he had a torrid time against Celtic early in the season and last season? Yeah, well, I think um, the battle between him and Forrest is a bit different than the Abada one. Yeah. Um, Abada and the Celtic Park games obviously a taxi back post. Um, def- Totally different um, game he gives Barisic. Um, but I think Barisic... He's, the quality he adds is offensively. I think he puts brilliant balls in the box, as we've seen his delivery to Morelos going into the Celtic game. But I do think that and in, and in the in the next window, not that not this one, next window Rangers will be looking for a new left back. Is Barisic back for you, Andy? Do you think to the standards he was at two years ago? Yeah, I've always rated
5: him. I think he's uh, I think he's been one of the the better signings that they've made over the last couple of years. Stephen Gerrard bringing him in, but. You, you did get the feeling that he was on his way out when Rangers brought in Yilmaz for a great deal of money. That hasn't uh, worked out. You've seen uh, a young player, um, Adam Devine, yeah. uh, coming in. I, I didn't think he looked out of place. But as I've mentioned before, it's just so tough to cement your place as a young player at Rangers with the demands that they have. You know, supporters can be very unforgiving if you, if you make a mistake. But... Um, yeah, the, the, the bit, I mean, we are in January. Rangers have known that they've needed to, to strengthen for quite some time. And uh, I'll just be interested to see the numbers that they get in and the amount of money that they uh, are trying to spend.
3: But you can hear Tarek and other Rangers fans, they're buoyed by that performance, given the 4-0 scoreline the last time. OK, that was away from home for Rangers, but they've got some I- optimism. I
5: thought Rangers were good for, for a spell in the game. I thought they started really poorly. But then once uh, Joe Hart w- uh, took too long to uh, to clear a ball, it sort of gave Rangers a bit of a lift. The crowd got behind them for the first time in the game. They had a period of sustained pressure. Maybe Morelos could have got a goal with one of his headers. But I've seen Rangers play better in, uh, in games against Celtic. So... I do not think it was one of their, their better performances in 90 minutes against
3: Celtic. Michael Beale afterwards told Sky, we keep improving.
8: Certainly more answers, and I've just given them a few things in there that we need to do moving forward. We've certainly got more players in our squad that will come back and help the starting team. We'll, we'll get fitter and stronger as we go. I think uh, the big thing for us is we've only been back together for a few weeks, and we're already at a level where we can compete even with with the team that we need to compete with. Now we need to show consistency in all the other games. We're no further away than what we were four or five weeks ago. We'd like to be two points closer, but there's 18 games to go and we just need to keep improving here.
3: Stephen, you indicated you feel it was almost a free hit for Michael Beal. This league season is, yeah? Because most people said they're not going to catch Celtic.
4: I think he'll never admit it publicly, but I think he'll be looking towards next season. He'll be putting a marker down to Celtic and he's got to target the two cups. I mean... It still is the same Rangers squad that got to a European final. I know they've lost Darry Bassi. I mean, he wasn't taking over an absolute broken... I mean, he was, the club wasn't broken. They, they still had a good squad. So they, it's, he's got it going again. He's got the best player in Rank Kent, um, playing better. And um, I, I thought coming into the job that the, the, the replacement for Giovan Van Brunkers would almost demand two or three. I don't know if, he, having known the squad so well, he says, I can get this to the summer and then we have the major overhaul. I think when you get the likes of Tom Lawrence fit, I think you'll probably
5: take the place of uh, Sakala. I think if you can get Hellander uh, fit, John Souter obviously adds to your your, your options in the centre uh, of defence. And obviously Haji brings you a, a, bit, of, a bit of imagination, maybe the, the odd goal as well. So Rangers should be looking to get a number of big-name players back soon. But... Um, yeah, it's just uh,
3: I I don't know where they're getting the money from. Tarek, thank you very much for calling the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Let's uh, hear from Callum McGregor after the match.
4: We started the game really well. Obviously got the early goal. You could see the atmosphere in the place. I think you know we,
5: we were dominating the game, and then we let them back into the game with, with something slacking. And then, you know when you when you do that against a decent team, then you know you, you're giving them a chance in the game. We don't start the second half well, and you know performance levels weren't at our best, but. Um, to, to come out of here with a point after that then you know we're delighted with that
3: and on taking that point the late goal from Kayogo his first in an old firm derby
5: yeah it was just a bit of slackness that creeped into the game we, we started the game really well and, and we've been playing really well so we expect when we get comfort then to go on and and, uh, and maximise that but we didn't but credit to the lads again character you're 2-1 down here with 6-7 minutes to go and you get yourself a draw which is which is a big result so you know we'll take it we know we weren't
4: at our best but we'll take it and you know we'll, we'll uh, continue Honest assessment, Stephen, from the captain? Yeah, I think he I mean Ibrooks is Ibrooks can do that to Celtic. Uh, they can unsettle them. Um probably as Celtic's hardest domestic fixture. So um they did lose their way and and I think that would be the, the most pleasing thing. It might have felt like a win in, in the Celtic dressing room in terms of where the game was at. Um with the with, just before the Vickers uh, block and then Kyle goes goal. I know Edson who hadn't even touched the ball double figures by the time the the ball falls to him and I think that's just where they're at as a squad they've just got such a strong mentality that they're never beaten and they're always in games and they they can produce them later on Uh, Some news coming in A German referee,
3: one of the top referees there Patrick Etrich has suggested making several changes to football rules Can I put them to both of you? To Andy Walker, Stephen McGinn Here's one of them For a tactical foul in midfield a free kick should be awarded 17 metres from goal how often will we see such fouls then? What do you think, Andy? Did you take that one in? Yeah. Tactical yep. foul in midfield. Yeah, the
5: the sorta of the yep. cynical one where yep. you know you're That's gonna it. get a, a yellow card and there's
4: a good break mm-hmm. on. Uh yeah, not got a problem with that. Would you pass that? Yeah, you can see the merit in it. I mean the uh, defensive midfielder, the amount of times that a team's at counterattacking and I can think I can take a book in because we are four V two at the back here and this is maybe not definitely a goal but it's definitely a goal scoring opportunity for the other team you can just take a cynical f- and foul so yeah it might make you think twice if if they can get a free kick that close to your goal So if this was FIFA it's approved that one Okay. Yeah I'd be yeah. happy with that Stephen if
3: the player yep. rolls on the floor on the on the deck three times and needs a doctor get him one and make him wait on the sideline for
4: three minutes how quickly do you think the player would stand up? <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny one yep. uh, Have you ever done it? <laughs> what are all about for uh, Yeah. No, I mean, no. Uh, sometimes you make the most of challenges. Yeah, sure. Um But I don't know how you, I mean, does it, <laughs> who officiates that? Does the ref Kevin for many times all? I'm not having that yeah. one. Sure. We're not, yeah, not.
5: I, I mean, you can... I never asked you yet. <laughs> you can be injured, you can roll around, but you can make a quick recovery. And as we've said before, you can play with... You can play with a bit of an injury and a bit mm. of a knock. So uh, you might not be trying to fool anyone.
3: Is that officially from the strikers' union, Andy that's, Walker? Yeah, that's for me. Yeah. What do you think, Stephen, as a defender, on that one, rolling
4: over? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's it's a funny one, and it, it probably would make, rethink the the old trying to get the other team booked, but uh, no, nah, I can't see that getting passed. Two more to go. This is the suggestion of a German referee: if a
3: player insults the referee, send him off for 10 minutes to calm down. Um, go cycling to warm up before coming back on a bit of humour in it we can learn from handball in that respect so
5: well there's already a rule in place if you insult the referee you can get a a red card I think when decisions are made uh, I think some players will go to the ref and ask you know what's that all about I I do get it that it's maybe not a good thing to see six, seven, eight players Mm. surrounding a referee Uh, but I'm not I'm I wouldn't advocate sending everyone off and then you wouldn't do it. I mean, I think there has to be some sort of relationship there. And remember, if it takes a bit of time uh, to get the game started
4: again, the referee can always add it on. He's got that in his bag. Sure. Obviously, it must happen in handball. Stephen? When when I was at Wickham uh, down south, they they were financially quite tight and um, the the new chairman had taken over and everything was uh, trying to cut corners, not to to cost the club money and it was really tight into the end of the season to to stave off any kind of financial penalties or, mm-hmm. and um, they had a rule in England I don't know if they still have it that if I think it was more than two people or more than three people run to the ref it was quite a heavy fine and the chairman uh, got us into a meeting and he said that any like however if eight of you run to the ref mm-hmm. and the club gets fined that's coming out of your wages so between the eight of you that will come out so uh very quickly we we were uh, it only the captain can go to the referee and, yeah. and claim we mm-hmm. stopped running to the because financially the club couldn't afford that did you check this out
3: beforehand Stephen because that is the next point he's made this uh, German referee Patrick Etrich, he says how is a referee surrounded so when a referee is surrounded by 10 men after a decision happens so many times in his opinion it would be boom 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 or bish bash bosh 3 red cards play 7 against 10 now that'd be fine by me no I'm not having it why uh, don't like it. I
5: I don't like the idea that you get red. What what are you getting a red car for?
3: Well, you're disputing the referee's authority.
5: Right. So would it only be when there's a a big number of players? You go boom, boom, boom. Can you
3: can you dispute I'm, dispute it as one, two, or three? I guess it would have to be the captain, wouldn't it? You'd have to. Everything would have to come through one player. Yeah. So the captain. Yeah. yeah. Listen, everyone asks
5: footballers yeah. to to care, to be passionate, mm-hmm. to Um, I mean the referee is always in control if players uh, step over the mark absolutely if you abuse if you physically uh, or verbally abuse a referee then absolutely get a red card but if you want to clarify uh, something I don't think you should get a red card for that Mm -hmm.
4: so I'm not having that one and 7 against 11 but Stephen what do you reckon no, I'm, i yep. I agree with Andy, but I'm just in the background watching some English football. One of the great uh-huh. English games of the recent years was Chelsea Tottenham yeah. when it was just oh, absolute yeah. mayhem the night Leicester <laughs> won the league. And, yeah. and, and how much did we enjoy that? I Loved it. Loved Football's it. an entertainment yeah. sport, and loved every bit of that. I know it's. But this referee wouldn't like that. No, he wouldn't we want that. But so. well, the German
3: efficiency, you know, they are <laughs> very good at all that, and that's. Uh, but at least he's putting up some ideas because we say about changing the handball. Uh, uh, do you know one of yeah. the best games I enjoyed in Which the World one?
5: Cup? Argentina against the Netherlands. Yeah. Oh. I mean, there was a real edge to it. Yeah. I mean, the, I can't remember who it was when the, he committed a foul and then he just blotted the ball into the dugout. The dugout. Yeah. And we, we had players coming on <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, did the referee lose control in that mm-hmm. game with the amount of yellow cards mm-hmm. uh, it was showing? But just in general, even when it got to penalties... Mm-hmm. You had some of the Dutch players mouthing off to some of the individual Argentinians who were going up to take their penalty. And then apparently Argentina had were, were meant to just take that when they won the thing. So, of course, they were going to go over and, and give them a, a few bare balls. But that, to me, was
4: absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's easy, textbook-wise, to say, this is what should happen. It,
1: but the there's, so much,
4: there's so much pressure and yeah. emotion involved. I mean, we, we've we obviously, in this country, a famous one with Ali McCoy and Neil Lennon and uh, at the time it was just box office I mean the amount of times it's been shown since it is it's an entertainment sport and uh, it's hard not to watch it when it gets like that Stephen McGinn Andy Walker I want to know I'm going to
3: ask you when did you really lose it in the game that's coming next and also looking forward to the games this weekend
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's Go, go.
3: Paul in the company of Andy Walker and Stephen McGinn, just before that break, we were talking about suggested changes by a German referee. And I was asked, I was about to ask Stephen and Andy, Andy, were you ever, did you ever really lose it in a game where you, when you look back on it, you think, I shouldn't have done that, sent off, and you just I, lost your head? I lost my head in a Motherwell reserve game and I got sent off against Hearts. Mm. And
5: I felt really bad because I had the opportunity of being in the first team squad on the Saturday, and obviously that passed me by. And I thought then, ah, I don't think I need to get involved in any yeah. sending-offs. And after that, I was never <laughs> suspended in my career. Certainly never? Never, yeah. never got another uh, red card. I get plenty of yellows. And some of those yellows today would, would definitely be reds. But I, I, I played within the, the laws of the game.
4: Should you have been sent off on some occasions, do you think? Yes. Yeah, yes, I should have been. been. Yeah. But refereeing has changed. Stephen, what about you? I've never been sent off either. I don't mind jinx Getting into Saturday. Um... One time I did lose... I should have been sent off in the Morton-St. Myrne Martin derby. Uh, we were 3-0 down. We'd already been down to 10 men and went up for a header. Knew I was never going to win it and landed on the boy deliberately. Should have been sent off. Only a yellow card. But another time I lost it uh, with my own teammate. The two of us um, were playing Oldham for Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. Boxing Day one year. and uh, We were supposed to be on Christmas Day and at the last minute the manager said you can have Christmas day off so um, quite a few of the Scottish contingent of the team were right we were driving home so I thought right, I'm getting involved mm-hmm. and um, one of my teammates had taken exception to that he wasn't happy that we were unprofessional drove home to Scotland and then back Christmas night so um, he let me know about it in the first 10 minutes and then I think 15 minutes into the game he dropped his runner and the guy ran off him and scored and I let him know that maybe if he drove to Scotland and back <laughs> <laughs> the night before, he might have stayed his runner. Uh, two minutes later, I get an absolute jab in the back in my back. He played, punched me in the back, <laughs> full force. And I think for the next 25 minutes, we had a verbal battle. Oldham didn't know what, what was going on. Did the referee see it? Uh, he must have heard that. I mean, that... we were... Uh, See you in the tunnel. Oh. Not even pressing. <laughs> I'll see you in the tunnel. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, I can't remember if we. I think we picked up for him by the end of the first half, and then just a bit off
5: We had uh, we had an incident at Celtic where we actually won the game, uh, but played poorly, and <laughs> Tommy Burns and Mike McCarthy just wanted to have it out in the you know in the showers in the the yeah. bath area, and it was Mark McGee that stopped them uh, going at it. Um, it was really funny. I mean
3: the two of them big <laughs> mick two of them yep. naked yep. want to have a right good go at each other you
4: know but did you make up with that player the old them were you okay yeah, eventually yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't mean it's, that's not part and parcel of the game you no. don't punch each other but um, it's, as I said the, the pressure and the emotion involved it's uh, stressful at times and sometimes you can boil over and, sure. as Andy said like hearing that but Andy Dressing rooms, good dressing rooms are like that you can have it out with people and it's parked and you move on because you just want to win and it should stay in the dressing room which it did And you know, at that time yeah. the game's changed so much
3: Stephen do you look at some of the old footage and you see the way forwards and, and wingers
4: are tackled um, which you just don't thankfully you don't see that now yeah and I mean it's getting to the point now with VAR where uh, people are going to have to make decisions whether they come off the ground at all um, because every challenge slowed down you're making contact with players and how referees are interpreting some of these now that it's red cards for barely anything now mm. It's totally different the pitches are by and large a lot better
5: uh, as you see the the tackling certainly from behind just not allowed it's a, it's an immediate yellow if not red and it, it's it's a different sport almost because you can you can really concentrate uh, concentrate and getting a control of the ball uh, holding on to it as long as you've got the physical strength but no one can come through you the way they did Were come through your calf to get the ball, uh,
4: come through your back to get the ball. I mean, um, I think it's improved for the better. Mm. I think if there's an old video, and I don't know if it's still on YouTube, uh, if any listeners can do it quickly, but I was at Love Street one day and Peter McDonald, who'd been mm. kicked up and down the park by Andy Millen, just decided I'm not even going in for this 50 here. I'm jumping over the ball and he lands on him two feet in the chest. I think by the time Andy Millen realises that he's uh, he's already been sent off and up the tunnel, he wanted to chase him up the tunnel. I, I don't know if it's <laughs> yeah. still on YouTube, if anyone can find it. For the younger listeners, uh, we're not advocating any of this, but it is a contact
3: sport. It was ridiculous. You look at the footage of Pelly and what happened, the way they were treated in yeah. the 66 World Cup. He was kicked yeah. out of the yeah.
5: 66 World Cup, yeah. wasn't he? Mm. And... Um, yeah, I just think it's amazing how much the game has changed. And you can get sent off for very little now. So I'm not saying it's all good. But, um, you know, going back to the game that Stephen mentioned earlier, Chelsea-Tottenham, where it was all kicking off, along with the quality of football, the Argentina-Holland and the World Cup mm-hmm. uh, just a few weeks ago, where it was all kicking off. They're the games that I really loved. And,
3: you know, the ones that I've got an edge to it. And of course, that the one you mentioned, uh, Alan McCoist and Neil Lennon. I was watching it down in Oxford. was down at a radio thing, and uh, people were f- were fascinated by the, you know, just that the passion and the. But
4: the the result, firm result of your football matches determine your weekend mm. sometimes. Um, we're talking about it ten years later. Yeah, you're still talking <laughs> about it. I mean, as much as you don't want to go and hurt someone, no. as the case of you, you, you want the three points, and you don't want the other team to get it. Sometimes it can spill over. Mm-hmm. Stephen. I have just seen that uh, footage of uh, Peter
5: McDonald and Andy Uh Muller. It is absolutely outrageous. I mean, everyone can have a
3: look at that. Then, yeah, Yeah, on the socials, go radio football show. Right, let's look to the. I need to ask you then about the uh, Starfelt tackle. You talked about defenders going to ground. Were you surprised that he did? Did he need to?
4: Was it a penalty? Yeah, it was. uh, For me, it's a definite penalty. penalty, I thought right away. I think he's having a really good season, Starfelt. Um, I don't think he needs to do it I don't think Sakala's going anywhere I don't think he's a danger and I think Starfelt knew right away it was just a rash decision he um, it, it caught him I know I know he slowed down it looks like Sakala uh, stepped on Starfelt but he's got nowhere to plant his foot Starfelt's out of control wiped him out and
3: there's
5: no more penalty for me He's gone to ground it's a uh...
3: I think it's a clear penalty. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, James, for that. I've just seen that incident as well. <laughs> Let's hear one more from Ange at full time. Two two at the end. It stays nine points.
7: cracking game of football, mate. Let's uh, before we get into the analysis. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a cracking game for everyone. And uh, you know, all eyes are on this game, uh, not just in Scotland but everywhere around the world. And uh, I thought both teams uh, were at it today. And uh, you know, really a real proper derby. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a cracking game. Um, look, we we started the game really well. Um, and then we just, yeah, we just lost control of it because mainly self-inflicted because of our passing. You know, just um, <clears throat> we're making sort of mistakes, um, errors in our passing that we don't usually do, and allowed them to get back into it. And you know, they got a bit of momentum, particularly with the crowd behind them. And um, you know, at the beginning of the second half, they they kind of took a fo- foothold for 15, 20 minutes, and then you know, again, you know, great spirit and resilience shown by the lads. So, you know, very easy on a day at least, to sort of. Resoling yourself to a fight, but uh, we haven't done that you know, all year or last year and uh, we found a way.
3: So, Andy, it all starts again this weekend. Celtic against Kilmarnock will be pretty much a, a full house. I would imagine the Celtic fans will be in good form, I would think, after the yeah. draw on Monday. Uh, do you think many changes uh, for Celtic? Yeah, there might be. Well, obviously Greg Taylor, I'm assuming he won't
5: be Probably playing. It, you yeah. might bring in Bernabe. I know that Stephen thinks uh, Hatati might come back into a, a full-back role. But Who would you play
3: in that position? Would I would play Bernabe? Bernabe. I thought yep. when
5: he came on against Hibs he looked sharp, even when Celtic were, what, three, four nil up, mm-hmm. and he, he, he looked uh, really strong. And But um, Greg Taylor's been one of the big players of the season. Some of his passing, the way he's taken to that new role that the...
3: Celtic fullbacks have, uh, they've been terrific. Stephen, throw
4: fullback, then, if we're assuming Greg Taylor won't be fit, what would you do? Yeah, I would go with Hitati. I think uh, the way Ange likes his fullbacks to come into centre midfield, and let's be honest, Commander, aren't going to come and uh, all out attack. They're going to um, pitch up and, and try and keep it tight. And I think Hitati in that role against St Johnson, he came into midfield and uh, it, it allows Aaron Moy to come into the team, I think. Mm has earned the right to play I don't think O'Reilly's playing his best football this season but I think he's hard to drop so I think it's a way of getting them all in the team and would you drop you so you wouldn't drop O'Reilly you wouldn't rest him because there's a feeling that maybe he's played so much football I just think with the semi-final approaching um, and I know it's Rangers away and it was a good point but they haven't dropped points for a while I think Celtic will want to go out and put the game to bed early on and I just think that Aaron Moy needs to play and it, With Greg Taylor's injury, I mean, he might be fat, but if he's not, I think it's a way of getting uh, all the midfielders into the team.
5: It's back-to-back games they've got against Kamaric, isn't it? The the league game and then, of course, the the semi-final. So, uh, Ange Postacoglu might make use of his big squad. He might get Yakimakis there and whoever plays this weekend may not uh, get the nod for the the semi-final. He's he's got enough players of quality to make that amount of changes.
3: Do you get a sense that Jota, we're not seeing quite as much of him just now? Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, he's on a, the
4: bench. Yeah, he's um, not played nearly as much football as he did before the break. Mm. He's came off in a couple of games. Didn't really surprise to see him so late at Ibrox. Um, but I thought he's, that's jotted at his best. I mean, opens the game up with beating Tavernier and then a, a slide, slide ball. I think that's Jota at his best. And I think Celtic's best team has Jota in it. I think he'll play at Hamden. So I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays 90 at the weekend. Does he know his best team or is it... Depends on what the game is and what the injuries are. I Jota? Think,
5: yeah, I think he's got a number of options for his best team because the, the, the squad is is so strong and um, I would imagine you'll see maybe three or four changes for the weekend's game against Kilmarnock and then maybe the same again for the semi-final. And your
3: team for this weekend, Andy, just through it roughly, having watched the game or at the weekend what changed for well, so Greg you, Taylor okay, obviously hard. you would yeah. imagine that Dave Johnson might
5: get uh, another game I thought uh, as surprising as it was to see him start the game against Rangers I thought he played well mm. and obviously Carter Vickers is Starfield going to play might there be a chance for Moritz Jens uh, to come in mm. Bernabe as a left back and then in the middle of the park you know Aaron Moy came on as a sub after doing so well at mm. uh, Easter Road getting a, a couple of goals there so um he's always one to contend in. Those wide areas, whether it's Maida, mm. uh, whether it's Jota, whether it's Abada, whether it's Forest. And I don't think Hakshabanovich is mm. too far away from getting back to full fitness as well. There's there's an embarrassment of riches. Does he want to give Yakumakis a chance and give Kyogo a bit of a break? There's always that
3: option too. Stephen, so many embarrassments, the word that Andy used. There's so many options. Um, with the likes of Abada a Jota yeah I think Exavanovic. I've
4: a, I think I've a guess at the front three every week I don't think I've been right <laughs> yet uh, you're yeah, not alone in that one I didn't yeah. see the Forest yeah. coming in to, to play I didn't see that coming at all mm. um, I expect that. I expect in a cup final the front three to be Maida Jota and Kyogo that's what I think he's best um, I agree with that. He's, mm-hmm. he's preferred yeah. three and I think it's his best three but week to week uh, I mean it's such a hard guess
5: I'd agree with that that's mm. a that's a strong front three when you want to win a, a crucial game. So the, for the semi-final, I can see
3: them playing. And yeah, you look at that bench as you mentioned, Bain was on, I take it Segrist, maybe be. I know there'd been some sickness maybe uh, in, in lots of houses and places. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard any word about Segrist, but Gikamakis, Abada, Moy, Jota, Kobayashi, Bernabe, Abilgard, and Uranovich. And on Abil Gard, you know, he's just not had the game time. And his former clubber, Keane, to bring him back, that's the news uh, on him today that he could be on his way. Could be AAB are keen to bring him back uh, to the club where he started out. So we'll find out so many players. And Ar-
4: Aaron at, Iwata as well, yeah. the new signer. Of course, yeah. He could be added into that as well. So might see the, f- the first sighting of him. Good. Andy, Aaron Moy. Where did he come from?
3: I mean, it's another... Ice I, Coglu. I can remember seeing him as
5: a player at Huddersfield, being really impressed mm-hmm. when they, they got promotion to the Premier League. I always thought he was a clever player, kept possession really well. Uh, his range of passing w- was good. Always found a, a teammate, no matter how many were around him, and that's a that's a great skill to have. So I'm not surprised, given the relationship he has with the manager, that uh,
4: he's come to Scotland. He was here years ago. Yeah, w- were you with him at St Murm? No I'd left, I was down in England at that point but John was there as a young player and John used to rave about him honestly because there was a lot I'd played with Kenny McLean when he was young and I keep an eye on it they had a good midfielder at the time that John broke into with Kenny McLean, Paul McGowan but John used to rave about Moy. he said honestly he said athlete-wise, athletically he might hold him back but what a player honestly Mm. keep the ball off you in a telephone box did he? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good line. I haven't heard that for ages. Yeah. Have you still got
3: telephone boxes? But not many of yeah, them. So but he's been a terrific signing for Celtic. And that's he's uh, added a bit yeah. of
5: quality and the thing that he brought to his game, which I maybe didn't see a lot of during his his time at Huddersfield, was um, he got two goals at Easter mm-hmm. Road. I know one of them was a, a penalty, um, but he was he was in the box in a good area to take advantage of a loose ball for for that goal and uh, got two on the night so his performance was top class but missed out at Ibrooks. I'm, I'm
4: sure he'll be back in at the weekend He looks so fat. I, th- I think Celtic across the board you can see how hard they were in training they all just look so fat. they all look as if they're right at the top of their fitness Quick break and then we're back and we're looking at every game for this weekend
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's Go! go
3: games in England tonight of course Aston Villa drawing 1-1 in the Derby so West Midlands Derby John injured though but 1-1 the result and they, they'd probably be happy with the point Wolves probably better
4: yeah uh, Wolves definitely dominated the first half uh, I think Villa done well to get into half time 1-0 um, the Wolves have enjoyed the fixture in the last couple of years they've yeah. had, had the success in it so um, the way the game had gone and the way the second half was going you starting to think is a goal going to come so delighted to get the point and keep the momentum going and for the first time in years okay last year it was Man City Liverpool went right
3: till the, the last day Andy this year is anybody going to catch Arsenal I know they dropped points the other night yeah I watched that game mm-hmm. against Newcastle I thought uh, it was a really
5: Good one, you know some some controversy in that as well. I thought Arsenal yeah. were denied one stonewall penalty, mm-hmm. the one that Arteta was going on about. I don't think it was a penalty at all, but it was a really one of those really good uh, nil nils. There was just so much quality in the
3: game. Certainly was. And tonight we've got to Chelsea, Man City, Harry Kane back on form last night. You I watched, watched it, that, yeah,
5: yeah? Couple of goals against I mean, the Palace.
3: You, you yeah. thought
5: uh, Palace in the first mm-hmm. half were
3: were going to get on top, but Kane is something special, isn't he? We're always looking at the Scottish angle, and Kieran Tierney was on the bench again the other night. That's the pattern this season, isn't it? But is he's, he's getting enough game time though, from a Scotland point of view? Looking at both of you.
5: Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I I do. I mean, obviously he wants to play um, a bit more, yeah. but um, I, I wouldn't rule him
4: out getting back into the starting eleven. Yeah, well, obviously he's such a key player for us. First and foremost, you're just glad he's fit. Um, he never lets us down when he's fit. So. Um, yeah, just would love to see him play more games, especially where they are in the league. It'd be great if we could get a winner's medal off them. We'll look at this weekend then. Looking forward to the weekend in the Cinch
3: Premiership. Aberdeen-St. <laughs> Johnson. My, keeps going to that one. Stephen, there's been a lot said you know, about Aberdeen. Their home form was really good early in the season. The Majofsky scoring, uh, Ramadani. It's just not been happening for them. He had a terrible uh, December. Unlucky in many occasions against Rangers and Celtic. What's your feeling about this game this weekend against St. Johnson?
4: Yeah, well, I thought if, if Aberdeen, Aberdeen are serious about third place, they would have to win the two home games. Um, they fell at the, the first hurdle being Ross County at home, so I think they have to win uh, this Saturday. And I think they might win 1-0. You reckon 1-0? That
5: was a score I had written down yeah. as well. Um. I think it's a narrow victory. St Johnson, I think have surprised everyone. I thought they'd be struggling around the bottom two places, but they've really picked up well. Callum Davidson's done a great job there and a good strike partnership that you don't often see um, Stevie May and uh, Nicky, Nicky Clark yep. getting getting goals making the difference but I can see Aberdeen winning that one narrowly
3: and the, for Jim what do you think has happened I know not enough goals they were unlucky um, but the home crowd still a huge crowd it was 14,500 against Ross County yeah. that's a game I know they pummeled them Andy I saw the highlights Yeah, couldn't score
5: yeah, and I think his approach to the Celtic game has maybe hurt him in yeah. terms of uh, a belief that Aberdeen can get results against the bigger teams. Obviously, it was a real kick in the teeth when they went 2-1 up against Rangers and lost two goals with a in the, the seven minutes of, of injury time. But uh, form is poor at the moment. And um, as Stephen says, if they're serious about challenging Hearts for third spot, you, you've got to win at home
3: to St. John's. But you're both going for yeah. Aberdeen. Yeah, for yeah. that one, 1-0. Um, Stephen, your old club St Mirren up against Hearts. Uh, looks like one of the the hardest games of the season
4: for St Mirren. Uh, yeah, but I, I know the feeling in uh, in Paisley just now. Um, they're absolutely buzzing, brilliant home crowds, and at home they've been brilliant. Six wins, three draws out of the ten games, and they've got the joint best defensive record at home alongside Celtic Rangers, with seven only conceding seven goals. So I've I've gone for St Mirren two one. Wow. Yeah, I, I do. I just I think the way they play at home and. Um, they're really really going well and I I just think they can turn Hearts over. And
3: to... Sorry, Andy? Well, I I would
5: reverse that. I think Hearts are really good having seen them at the weekend and the amount of um, uh, goal-scoring threats that they have. Snodgrass controlling uh, a bit of the game. Shankland in in great form. Uh, I think they can win
3: it uh, 2-1. So I would go for the away win. Erehan went off in seven minutes, as you know, Stephen.
4: It was unlucky. Everyone said it was a red card. I'm not sure he knew... What was your take on it? I mean, it's hard to argue against it being a red card in terms of the way he's, he's caught Rory uh, flush, but I, I agree, I genuinely thought it meant it. Mm. I thought um, Gogic was uh, more of a red card, to be honest. I thought, I, th- I mean, once it goes to VR, then I'm going to overturn the red card. Right. But, um, yeah. but I did think Ethan was a bit of an accident, but I thought Gogic was, that was like a an elbow mm. kid to break your nose. Yeah. So uh, I think we were a bit lucky with that one. And Stephen Robinson, he must be happy with the way
3: 2022 went, because he started the season that you thought, mm, not sure what's going to happen, um,
4: but that record that they've got now. What's he like as a manager? I've never I've never worked under him. Mm. Um, I obviously speak to some of the boys there. Um, they know what they are, really organised. always um, had a brilliant reputation, going back to his motherwell days of uh, how good a coach he is and they're going well at the minute. There's a good feeling about the place. And around the stadium, as, as I said last week, the crowds are been magnificent in Paisley this season. And long may that continue.
5: I got this one wrong again. I had my bottom
4: yeah. two, St,
5: St Mirren, St Johnston. Mm-hmm. And the, both of them are pretty much flying. And um, all credit to Stephen Robinson because the, the football there towards the end of last season was really poor and some of the supporters not happy. But... Um, he certainly turned it around this, this season and they've, they've been excellent. Andy, what about Dingwall, Ross County against Livingston? Well, I'm going to go for a bit of a shock here. I think Ross County might just yep. catch up with the teams in front of them. And I know that Malky, having spoken to him at the Rangers game just uh, pre-Christmas, he's been happy with the way they've been playing in general. Their outfield play has been good. They're energetic. Um, but they just can't kind of buy a goal. So um, I think that might turn against uh, Livy and I'm going to go for a narrow
3: 1-0 win for Ross County. They've missed the top striker from last season, haven't they? So oh, yeah. badly. And, and Hungbo as well also picked yep. up some goals for them.
5: Yeah, yep. and uh, into the uh, January window now, I know that uh, there might yep. be a bit of attention in one or two of their players to, to go in this window because they've got a, a number of players on loan. Edwards been uh, the one who I thought was really impressive against... Rangers so if they can hold on to him they'll have a chance of creating and
3: scoring a bit more So Andy Walker says Ross County win he
4: reckons at Dingwall Stephen what do you think? I've gone for Livingston Um, I think it'll be tight but I just I just think Livingston are a better side and I think they're they're well drilled and they'll go up to County off the back of a couple of disappointing ones and and get their win Celtic Kilmarnock the other game on Saturday, Stephen, what do you expect to happen? Celtic, the team you supported as a boy up against uh, Kilmarnock, you had great success with last season. Yeah, well, I, I know Kilmarnock will go there and make it really hard for Celtic, but I just think um, I think Celtic will win 3-0. 3-0 Celtic. Who do you expect up front from the start? For Celtic? Yeah. Yep, well, I think it'll be Kyogo, mm-hmm. either side of him, Jota and Abaddon maybe. Mm-hmm. Andy, what do you think is going to Yeah, happen? I think Celtic
5: yeah. can win it by a couple of goals. I'll go for 2-0. I think the fact that they're playing them the following week in the uh, League Cup semi-final, I think there'll be a, a few changes to the starting eleven. Uh, but I think Celtic can get
3: the job done at home. This was the final word from Anshbos to Coglu after the draw on Monday.
7: Uh, yeah, look, I mean, it, everything's pleasing in terms of, you know, it's a difficult place to come to. And, you know, this was... they had to throw everything at us. we knew how important the game was in, in the context of the, of the league and everything else. So just, yeah, I thought for the most part we handled it okay.
3: And that would be Celtic then, you both think, a Celtic win and they would be 12 points clear of Rangers. I'll ask you about that in a moment or two Uh, about Dundee United Rangers. What about Motherwell against Hibs? Both of you, have have you got uh, track records with both teams? Andy, what do you reckon? You played with both.
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got uh... Uh, a real soft spot uh, for Motherwell I played with Hibs as well but yeah. um, Motherwell with the team that gave me a chance and so you made your name yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I hope they don't lose it I can see a draw here maybe 1-1 but uh, would, ideally I'd love to see Motherwell win but I just think their, their run of form just now is poor and Hibs Hibs play a lot of good football yeah. but again can't score enough so uh, that's why I think it'll be a draw 1-1 is it a distraction,
3: the Lee Johnson stuff and the back pages on the telly and the radio? And I don't think do it know? helps.
5: I think there's a general feeling in Edinburgh. You know, they'd see him out and about in the town. Um, they listen to some of his comments about games. I think he signed a lot of players and doesn't play them. So, um, you know, the pressure is mounting on a weekly basis for Lee Johnson. So it's one that they can't afford to lose, for sure. They, they would officially sucked into the relegation dog
3: fight if, if Mother were to win that but you think a draw I'm going for a 1-1 draw. draw Stephen how many do you
4: know how many players he's signed I was having a look at it I think it was about 14 or 15 players he's signed Lee Johnson yeah oh. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe his comments in terms of how many signings he's made I think having worked with the players for so long and having such a high turnover in the summer uh, I couldn't believe it I mean it's human beings as well um, the livelihoods, and you're talking about just being able to get rid of ten people just to get one in. It, it yeah. doesn't sound like you're talking about human beings. So, a bit disappointed in that. And I'll be going to the game. I'm looking forward to it. Um, obviously been on the Sunday. I'm able to go and watch the game, and Good. obviously hoping for a for a Motherwell two-one victory. There'll be an extra ten people or so
3: if you're there. Your mum and dad <laughs> and everyone they all roll up. I saw you all rolling up for the Shamrock Rovers game. It was great to see twelve and a half thousand or something. What's what's your scoreline? Two-one. Two-one for the well. Yes. Let's see what happens there. And then Tanadice, match of the... Is it match of the weekend? I mean, it depends. I think you're now your own individual club. At the other end of the table, people are looking at it, but for the Go Radio Football show, you know, it's mainly the big two. Andy, what do you think you're going to be commentating on Dundee United Rangers?
5: Yeah, I think Rangers can get the job done. I think Michael Beale has given them something a bit different. Obviously, he wants a, a few more options. The, the likes of Lawrence and Suter and Yelmaz, Halander, Haji, all the guys we spoke about earlier. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the January transfer window, but uh, just in general, I, I think there's a, a strength about Rangers that uh, Dundee United just can't
3: match. So I can see Rangers winning it by a couple of goals, 2 0 as well. And that would be then, what, six games under Michael Beale without a defeat? And I guess that, I mean, are they going to have a bounce after the game with Celtic? Clearly disappointed not to win it, but do you yeah. think Andy will come with they, a bit more confidence?
5: Yeah, I think they'll win at the weekend. But uh, the big one, the big pressure one, obviously, is the one next week against Aberdeen at Hampden when they, they need to get to a final. And uh, you would imagine that they could be up against Celtic in a final. They won the, the last Scottish Cup semi-final, but this is a, a different team. We're at a different time. And uh, that would be great to see, but I do expect Rangers to win at the weekend at
4: Tanadice. Stephen, what do you think? I've gone for Rangers to win narrowly, but I, I think it's a tricky fixture for Rangers. They only picked up one point at six last year at Tanadice. I think even when Dundee United were struggling early in the season, it was two-one at Ibrox, and it wasn't um, totally comfortable. So yeah, was that that game. Yeah, I think uh, I've gone for Rangers two-one, but I don't think it'll be quite as comfortable as um, they want it to be. And who was uh, the Rangers standout
3: for you? Was it Sakala and the way he went at Celtic on Monday?
4: Yeah, yeah, Sakala. I I don't think it helped the performance of Uranovic, but I think Sakala, really energy, how hard they worked and the way he got at Celtic, really kind of reinvigorated Rangers in the game. Stephen, good luck on Saturday. You've got Montrose. You'd be the favourites in this one? Yeah, I hope so. Yep. Yeah, the not <laughs>
3: No, indeed. I hope you enjoy your day out at Fair Park on that great pitch, Andy. Everyone Marvelous. says it. It's, it's amazing. absolutely beautiful. It used to be a big like,
5: sponge when I was there, but uh, it's beautiful now. <laughs>
3: Andy Walker, Stephen McGinn, thank you so much. Coming up next is Zoe Kelly with some great music. We're back tomorrow night. Barry's at uh, there's a big Rangers event, so Barry won't be with us tomorrow night. Peter Grant is in along with Mark Weedy. That's at five.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go!